welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I know I'm a day late and I am so sorry. I just got back from a small honeymoon, me and uh, my husband. We're already married. We married earlier this year and we had a wedding on this past Saturday. So just hanging out with him, spending time with him and then my family, um, I kind of just, you know, felt, you know, I could take a break and y'all can wait a day, you know, we'll still get into the word and you'll still get what you need. But yeah, just been celebrating this past weekend. The wedding was beautiful. If you're watching me here on YouTube, I have um, a, the flowers, some, um, from the wedding here and they're real flowers they're beautiful it has the colors of the wedding um in the flowers so the pink you'll see it's just it was absolutely gorgeous and if you want to check out some of the pictures from the wedding head over to my instagram at i am shawanda williams and i have some pictures up there for you to see um god restored our family he restored our family i was married to my husband at the age of 19, we were married for 10 years, had three kids, and we never had a wedding, but we said, oh, we'll just have a wedding in like 10 years, right? Well, instead of a wedding, we got a divorce, and um, we, you know, that was it for us. We were done, wasn't on each other's mind or radar to be with. It was just like, absolutely not. I was like, God, I want a new man. Well, <laughs> seven years later, <laughs> God's like, well, the new man is in your husband. He's a new man now. So God restored us, restored our family. And it was nothing but him leading us back together. Um, we had no other marriages, no other kids. So it definitely is um, a God story of how he can redeem and put back together the things that we think is lost and broken and there's no hope. Truly, he is the one who can restore anything and bring anything dead back to life. So I just thought, I, I wanted to make sure I share with you guys. And I think I have before, like a back, the background of um, just our story and where we come from. And I remember last year, just specifically um, in January, before we got back together, we got back together in February, right? Of last year, 2021, in January, um, I started getting all this stuff about wedding stuff, like on my Pinterest, I would just see it everywhere. And so I went to my daughter, I'm like, why are you looking at stuff, wedding stuff on my Pinterest? And she's like, I'm not looking at wedding, you know, I'm not looking at anything wedding on your, on your Pinterest. I'm like, why did it start showing up all of, all of a sudden? I'm not saying anything about wedding. I'm not looking up anything about weddings, nothing at all. Cause you know, you know, these sites have all these algorithms and if you say something or if you search for something it'll pull from that and and then it'll start popping up all over the things that you um you're in right and so um so i'm like okay and i kept seeing it i if i go to youtube i'm a person who i usually listen to whatever they're talking about a wedding it was just everywhere so then i was like okay god i i believe you are trying to say something to me about, about a wedding. Like, what is this? And he's, he pretty much was like, you need to go ahead and start planning for a wedding. Plan for, start planning for a wedding before me and my husband got back together. If that is not faith, especially when I wasn't even trying to be with my husband, I actually remember us not, us being in a really bad space, even during then. Um, and how we, he, he brought us back together and all that is just, I mean, 
it's God. One day we'll tell the story. Um, but I had been planning for a wedding since last year. Got my dress last year. I honestly, I thought that we were going to get married last year. Um, but it, we did it. We got married this April of 2022 and we had the wedding September, 2022. Um, but when I was planning the wedding last year, I told God, I'm like, God, I don't want no, I don't want no wedding. Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't mind a small wedding, but what God was putting in my heart, it was like something bigger than something like little, you know, small or, you know, and he, I was like, I don't, I don't want this. And he was like, yes, you do. I'm like, huh? Like I, I it made me question what I knew about myself. It made me question some deep desires, maybe that had gotten lost or where I stopped dreaming and never dreamed before. You know, I never grew up dreaming and thinking about a wedding and being in a princess dress and walking down the aisle to my Prince Charming. Like, I don't remember ever um, thinking about that, but God was like, but you do want it. He knew, right? He knew what I wanted. And that actually ties into today's message. You know, we're in this series of fully loved. And the first week we talked about being seen, being fully seen by God. Last week we talked about being heard. And this week I want to talk about being known, being fully known by God. And there are some things that God knows about you that you don't even know about yourself. There may be some things that were um, that may have like fallen by the wayside or was never um um, starting you, you know, at a younger age or whatever it was for me, just even with this wedding, he was like, yeah, you do want this. Like I, and it, I, I know that God knows me. So I had to trust like, okay, maybe yeah, I do want this. And the reason why I don't want it is, is because of some things that need to be rooted and gutted out of my soul. So it took me more on a, on a journey of dealing with um, the parts of me that didn't feel worthy of having a beautiful wedding, didn't feel worthy of being celebrated by others, like all of these things. And I think it's so important for us to know that we are fully loved and fully known by God. He knows our deepest desires, our deepest secrets, the things he's implanted in our hearts um, to perform, to, to live out, to um, that he's put purpose in us for this world. Like he knows us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And I'm definitely a testament to that, just even with this, this wedding. And I'm telling you, if you go and see some of the pictures, like it turned out beautiful, even more beautiful than what I could have ever dreamed for or ever asked for. So um, let's get a little bit into just being known by God. Um, first, I want to read, um, I I guess our focus scripture for this month uh, under the series Fully Love, and it's Ephesians 3, verses 18 and 19. It says, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And I just heard a question as I was reading this, are you God's people? Are you his child? Do you belong to him? Do you see yourself as belonging to God? Well, here Paul is saying to the, to the church, hey, may you have the power to understand 
may, may you may you be able to comprehend and get it to where you know it in your soul how all God's people should all is you know to belong to something that someone who loves you and you not ever know it that is not the will of God the will of God is for all God's people to know how much he loves them how deep his love is just and even if it's not and not just even for us but just how deep his love is what his love is what it encompasses how how wide it is how the breadth the the um gravity of it and and how god will um how he will um use your journey and your experiences over years for you to be able to look back and say oh my goodness look how much God loves me to be able to, when you can have the power to understand it, you can look at a situation differently, a, a situation that may look like it's bad for you, but really you're seeing, no, this is the protection of God because he loves me so much. You can look at a closed door as no, God loves me. He doesn't want me to go into this area. If we don't know the, or understand God's love for us, the way we live our life, I mean, it's like it says right here, it says we would be made, uh, we would be made complete with the fullness of life. We wouldn't have life. What, what kind of life would we live? We would be existing because there, there, there would always be, it would always feel like some failed hope, some failed dream, some things that we have to do on our own, things we have to achieve to, to fulfill this place in us that, that is really longing for God's love, is really there for God's love, but we're putting all these other things in its place. If we didn't have, if we don't have the power to understand, and if we're not even putting ourselves in a place to want to understand, we won't be complete. We'll always be lacking something. We'll always be wanting more of something. And God, and here Paul is saying, man, I want you to know, I want you to have the power to understand his love. And the way you're going to do that is you have to experience it. May you experience in verse 19, the love of Christ. Though it's too full, too um, great to understand. So, but if you, you know, if you can just experience, start experiencing his love, you are going to be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God, not the things that come from this world, because it's temporary. It's going to go away. And then you're going to want more of it. You're going to, and you're going to continue to thirst after it and still be hungry. But here God, it, Paul is saying, if you have, if you have the experience of God's love, that's all you, God is enough then. God is enough. And I'm telling you, God is enough for me. I, whether I had this wedding or not, I would have been good. God is enough. He gave it to me. You know, whether I would have had this husband or not, God is enough for me. He's good. Whether he would have restored our family. God is enough because I know his love and I know his love for me. And so just being fully known, we're talking about, you know, today being known, being known by God. And, um, you know, it made me think about this question. Actually, I was just recently asked from someone. Um, she asked me, she's like, you know, when you read or study God's word, do you get clarity? And I said, yeah. Yeah, you know, I wasn't for sure what all she meant, but I'm like, yeah, I get clarity. I, you know, when I read God's word, when I come to God's word, when I approach him, um, I'm approaching his word from a posture of, I want to know more about God. I want to know more about me, 
who he's saying, who he says I am and what he has for me to do and where I need to grow. So I get clarity on that when I approach God's word. Yes, I will read a story, you know, to understand, you know, some background about it, but I know that God, um, he, he, he reveals himself in his word. So we can be reading the different stories that happen in, in the Bible, but God reveals himself by showing who he is, by showing, hey, this is the next step for this. This is who you are. This is what I want you to do. Um, I'll never forget, I was, um, I was doing it when God kind of led me into the word about rest. Um, I was doing a Bible study called um, Rest for the Soul at my church and my local church. And when I was doing the Bible study, I, I was also reading, I was reading a story about Moses and I can't remember exactly where, but there was a, there was a part where God, I guess after he wrote, um, after he wrote the commandments or whatever he did, it says that he made it into a book. And when I was reading that part, it jumped out to me, like God pulled the veil that he revealed that, okay, this Bible study, this thing I've been studying on with rest is I'm supposed to make it into a book. I just knew it. I was like, oh my gosh, God wants me to make this Bible study into a book. He revealed what I was to do and who I am. Like I'm an author, writer, and what I'm supposed to do. Like one of my assignments was to write a book. And then that next um, week at Bible study, someone came up to me. I haven't said nothing about this. I've been, you know, I've kept that to myself. And they're like, hey, you know, this Bible study is a book, right? Like what? And so God confirmed it. So when we approach God's word, when we read and we spend that devotion time with him, that intimate time with him, that is a time for us to get to know God and to get to know what he knows about us that we don't know. I, you know, I wouldn't have written a book if God had never showed that to me. I wouldn't even known that about myself, that I could be an author, that I am supposed to dispense what rest is and explain it to this world in a way that God had already designed for me to do. I wouldn't have known that had I not been in the word with God in a posture of just looking for God to, to show me what he knows about me. So that's why I say God, God, he knows us so well. He knows the things that we don't know about ourselves. He knows the direction, the steps he wants us to take. He knows the answers that, that we have the questions to in our heart. He knows the questions that we have to our purpose, to our assignments. He knows the deepest desires, the, the hidden things, the things we've forgotten about, the things that we counted as a loss. He knows all of those things and he knows how to get you there. That's why Jesus had to die because the Holy, so the Holy Spirit could come and lead us into all truth. Truth what? Truth about who we are and ourselves, who he made us to be and what he designed for us to do to express how to express himself out in this world. We need Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit leads us into truth. It, it helps us see God's word, see him in his word. It helps us see us. So we are, I want you to know, we're known by God and 
the way we know who we are and how much God knows about us is when we get into his word. When we, we block out time and we block out the noise and we, we're able to sit even somewhere in a quiet place. And it may be day after day after day or week after week. But when we do that, you're coming to a place to the, cre to the one who created you to tell you who you are. You're coming to a place to the one who created you to find out about more about your creator. So when you make this time with God, I just encourage you to posture yourself in, in the mindset of, I want to know more about God. I want to see more of his character. I want to see more of who he is. And I also want to know what God is saying for me in the season. I want to know what God is saying for me um, in, in my life, who I am, places where I need to be um, corrected and, and, and um, where I need to be healed, where I need to be restored, where I need to be directed. Um, having that posture, I'm telling you, you're opening yourself up for um, for God to show you how much he knows, how much he knows, right? So um, I am going to, I, I have like two scriptures that I do, I would like to read. And one of the first scriptures, I feel like it's very familiar, uh, but uh, I'm going to read it anyway, because some people, they may not have heard of it. And um, I just, I just want to, I just want to read it. It's from Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. And you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I started verse five. And this is the Lord giving Jeremiah this message, right? He's saying, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations, right? And I, I'm going to go a little bit further. Um, verse six says, oh, sovereign Lord, I said, this is Jeremiah speaking, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. Verse seven, the Lord replied, don't say I'm too young for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord have spoken. You know, here, you know, so funny, we, sometimes we only know ourselves from the limited view that we've always had about ourselves. You know, we've been living with ourselves. We've been hearing ourselves. We've been in certain situations, relationships, uh, you know, things have happened in our lives. And we've seen, just like here, sometimes I, I, I'm sure right here with Jeremiah has seen like, God, I don't speak well, like, and I'm too young. I've seen in my life, where maybe I have tried to speak up and no one listened to me. I've seen in my life where I've stepped out on a business idea and it crumbled. Like I've seen in my life where where I I I try I tried to do this and it and it didn't pan out well or things that I thought I was and and it and it didn't come to pass or it didn't show up the way I expected. Like God, I've seen I've seen this. But here God right before that he said, "But I know you." I know you. See, you know you from the from the version and, that you are now and from the limited view that you see yourself. But God knows you from a whole place. He knows you from the place of I created you to be this. So here, back to verse five, I knew you before I formed you, meaning you are already a created thought you were already uh, something that I had formed and destined to be here in this earth. I already knew you 
before I formed you. Meaning God, whatever it is that we think we know about ourselves, there is probably, there is such a bigger vision um, of what God had in mind, had in mind for us. And I'm going to tell you, God showed me and let me feel a little snippet of who I am going to become. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, I felt like, oh my gosh, I am not living. I am. I felt so far from that life and from that person. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not living that life at all, but I know I'm becoming that person. I know I'm going to become who God created me to be. And and honestly, I'm already her. I'm just walking out what God already um, thought of, what he already formed before I was even conceived. So just remembering and knowing that God knows not just you now, but who he created you to be. And we, you know, as people, I say that, you know, we have to believe, we have to choose to believe that um, God knows us better than we know ourselves. Because if we think that we know everything and we got ourselves together, why do we need the Lord? Why do we need to come to him um, in, in, in his word? Why do we need to spend time with him in his word? To check off something and say that we did it? Because if you do that, that's all you're going to get. You're going to get a check off and that you that you did it. You're not going to get downloads or revelation or um, knowledge, wisdom on who you are or what's the next step to anything. You've blocked off this place in you that said that that that's that is keeping the person who knows you fully, the one who created you, the one who designed you for his purpose. You're keeping that blocked off. So then. If I don't accept and believe that God knows me fully, then I am, I will keep myself from becoming who I'm supposed to be. So when I say we're fully loved and we're known by God, um, you we're known in a, we're known from a, a full and whole perception from who God knew we would be and who would become and not from our limited view. Let's not allow what how we see ourselves um, to parallel with how God sees us. God created you for more. He knows you to be more than what you see yourself at now. That's why I, I, you know, I was actually talking about this with my husband and I haven't really like dug deep into the scripture. I can't even tell you where, where it's from yet, but again, a kind of a, a familiar scripture to a lot of, you know, people who, who go to church, it says, we are more than overcomer. You are more than, uh, you are more than an overcomer, right? We're more than over, we're more than conquerors. I'm sorry. We're more than conquerors. And I just, I was telling my husband, I'm like, what's the more than, you know, we, we say that because of we're in the middle of conquering something. We're in the middle of something that we're battling or whatnot, but he's like, no, but you're more than that. I'm telling you more than, and sometimes we we've gotten so used to surviving we've gotten so used to fighting we gotten so used to trying to win but is it's like guys like but you're more than that you're more than than what you see yourself um as right now you're more than what your past was you're more than what you even overcome even the thing that you're you've been victorious over this past month, you're still more than that. So, and I want to like really get into my word with that because there's just something with that that God is pricking my heart on. But if we're more than that, how do we find out who, what that is? How do we find out what's the more than? 
through God and his word, through sitting in a, through sitting with him, through talking to him, listening to him, learning from him, continually to keep our, our ears um, soaked with his words, whether it's through worship, um, praise songs, sermons, you know, continually to being around godly people, God, I mean, people who are um, spiritually minded and not carnally minded. I, I mean, I, I'm discovering more and more of who I am, but because of the, um, because of the, the life and because of the, um, the life I've chose to follow Christ, I've chose to, um, get rid of the friends or the people who was not on that same route. Um, I've chose to guard the things that I listened to, um, the things that I let into my, uh, my, my environment, if I just let's say that way, the things I allow into my environment, because I want to be on the path to what God, um, to who God says that I am. And I want to be that. And I want to do what he wants me to do. And I know that I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it if I'm not in a place to, to constantly hear from God and to want to hear from God. Some things we don't know about ourselves because we just don't want to know or we don't want to spend that time with God. But I'm here to tell you, sister, you're more than whatever it is that you think you are now. And you want that more than life. You want that fullness of life that God prom that um, God promised us in Ephesians. You want that completeness. You want that fullness. And you don't want it to come from the things that you think you are and think you can do no allow god allow yourself to experience god's love allow him to show you to speak to you through that time with when your devotion time through your quiet time through solitude time and i'm just i'm harping on that because we have to stop making excuses of why we don't make time and make room for god god has to become a priority and he has to that's how he's going to become enough. That's how you're going to experience his love. When you make the decision to say, I got to put this other stuff aside because the key to my life, the source of my life is God. He is the one who knows me. My boss doesn't know me. They may see the skills that they like in me, but they don't know me. My parents, they love, I know they love me. And even maybe that maybe your parents have prayed and sought on your behalf and, and have seen some things, but they don't fully know you the way God has. The way God knows, no one knows you and loves you more than God. One more scripture. Let's go to Luke 12, 7. Um, and I purposely want to find this scripture because I just, ah, man, it's just the, the thought of this just, ble just blesses my soul. You know, here um, in Luke 12, 7, it says, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy to me. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Man, I was just in Jeremiah and he's saying, don't be afraid. Here we over here in Luke. And again, don't be afraid because again, going back to this knowingness of God, like he knows you. There's something we have to tap into the, we have to tap into this knowledge of whatever it is that God knows, or even just tapping into the God who knows us. So we don't have to be afraid. 
you know, the, the, so don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God. What, who God, what, how God sees you, what you mean to God. That, that is why we don't have to be afraid because of what he already knows about us. So you don't have to be afraid. He's going to be with you. He's going to guide you. If you want to be, if you want to be guided, if you want him to be with you, God is not, God is not far from you because he wants to be. He's far, he's far because we, because we're not, we're not drawing close, but God's saying, I've, I, you don't have to be afraid. I'm with you. I know who you are. I know what I created and what I formed before you were in your mother's womb. I have counted you, each hair on your head is numbered. I know you that well. God is so detailed. He's detailed in the things that he knows about you. He knows the details of your heart. He knows the details of your lives. And, and I just hear this right now. Don't allow the bad things that have happened to say, to, to make you feel like, um, well, if God knew this, why did he let this happen? If God knew this, why did that happen? Don't allow that to keep you from God and keep you at a distance of knowing who God is. That's something you can go ahead and use to be like, you know what? Let me figure out, let me find out who God is, who, who this God is, so I can get answers to those things. Because guess what? God knows you have those questions. He knows you want those answers. And God is ready to reveal, to unveil himself to you. Sometimes we stay, again, we, we, we stay far from him and we keep the things that we think we know about God in our heart. And we allow that to be what we know about God. And then we stay limited to what we know about us. We have to get, we have, you know, I'm just thinking when I divorced from my husband that I had questions too. I'm like, God, why did you let this happen? Like I was trying to keep, I was trying to make it work. I know you're a guy who hates divorce. Like, why did this happen? And guess what? God, he answered me. He, he directed me. He guided me. He first, he had to show me that he was even real because I didn't even, I didn't know him as a God that I could even talk to. And when I realized that I could talk to God and he hear me and I can actually, I, I would say, I'm sorry. I didn't know he was a God that, um, I could, that I could hear. I knew I could talk to him, but I didn't realize I could hear him. When I heard him respond to my, uh, my, my prayer, whoa, that changed all immediately the way I saw God and it changed the way I saw myself. Now I knew I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. God can hear me. Go back, check out next last week's episode. Heard, you're, you're heard. Not only that, God sees me. God sees you. He's seen, he's seen things through your childhood that God will bring back to your remembrance to show you. See, I was there at this point. I was there here. I'm gonna tell you, God is, <laughs> you know, God one time showed me um, when I was four years old, I think four, I, I could have been younger. Um, and it was the very first house I believe my parents lived in. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't think I would have any pictures or anything of it. Like I vaguely remember this. God showed me um, this vision of me as a girl, like running through the house, through the kitchen and into the bedroom. I remember, and I, I remember how I felt like it was so innocent. It was before anything ever, um, anything ever disturbed my peace uh, within that, that innocent child. I, I remembered how I felt. 
And it was just so crazy to me because number one, I don't remember anything, barely anything from my childhood, but for God to like show me that it was like, wow, like he was showing me something that he knew about me and where, where, and where I had, um, an undisturbed peace at in my childhood. And then he showed me another, um, part of my life where I was in high school. Um, he brought, he's bringing these things back to my remembrance, um, where a guy had said, he had said, um, I had a best friend and he was like, man, if we could put your head on your best friend's body, that would be the perfect girl. Right. I guess he's saying I look pretty in the face, but she has a better body. And that disturbed my peace too. It disturbed a part of me of how people see me, how men see me and that I wasn't enough in the way that I looked like I was too skinny and I didn't have the hips and whatnot. So it made me feel like less of a a, a, a beautiful woman like I wasn't beautiful and God was just showing me see I know I know you so well I know where I know the words that was spoken to you that changed the way you saw yourself when it came to beauty and he he, he showed me right right in there it's from that place right there and because of God knowing knowingness of us, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I'm gonna say it. But because he knows us so well and can show us things that we've forgotten, things that that we barely paid attention to, that we grazed over, but really affected us in a way, because, of, because he knows that when he reveals and shows you something like that, I was able to speak to that, that, that um, high school girl in that moment and say what he's saying is not true. You are beautiful. You are perfect the way you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are loved. You are wanted by God. I mean, I was able to speak to her, but God had to show me something about myself that I didn't know. I didn't know that that's what changed the way I saw myself, but God knew. God knows the things to our hearts that needs to be healed. And he knows what he needs to show us to heal it. He knows the path that we need to take, the positions we need to take to be in a place of, of, of being healed and restored. And, and I, I, I believe too, um, there's a trust in God that we have to have when we say, when we accept, okay, I'm known by God, he knows me. We have to trust that whatever path he takes me, the relationship he puts me in, the 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 job he he has me to stay on, or the state he has me um, to to um, move to, we have to trust that even though I may not agree with this, may not like how it feels or how un uncomfortable it is, we have to trust that my God knows me so well that. This is the path that I'm supposed to be on. This is what I need for something, or this is what someone else, someone else needs. Like it's tr trusting the God who knows you. God wants to reveal that he knows us so that we can trust him. And I'm telling you, the more that God reveals himself to me and reveal me to me, I trust him more. I love him more. And I see how much he loves me. And that's what he wants. Because then guess what? Now I'm going, I, now I can operate out of a love obedience for God. God can tell me, yes, to get back with my husband that I never thought that I would be with or wanted to be with after seven years. He could say that and I do it. Why? Because I know God knows me and I know that he loves me and he wouldn't put me in a place that's not best for me or for my family or for whatever he's trying to accomplish in this world.
God knows you. He knew you before you were formed. He knows the very um, number of hairs. Your hairs are numbered on your head. He knows the details of you, the details of your heart, the details of your past. He knows what needs to be healed. He knows what needs to be restored in you. And he says, don't be afraid. Trust me. Trust me. All right. That's it. I'm done for the day. And we're just going to end with our confessions for the soul. So just take this moment right now to just prepare your heart to receive these words and to speak these words over your soul. Your own ears need to hear your mouth speak this over your soul. Okay. Repeat after me. I am fully known by God. God knew me before I was formed and my mother's womb. God set me apart and appointed me for his special purpose. God knows every detail about me, even the number of hairs on my head. So I will not be afraid for I am known and valuable to God. Amen, amen, and amen.